Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Marnie Swedberg, and I welcome you to Marnie and Friends, a place where leaders share practical, helpful, and encouraging ways to get anything important done faster, better, and smarter. Right now, I encourage you to sit back, buckle up, and join us for fun, laughter, practical help, and clear thinking, the kind of discussion that focuses our attention off of the fluff and on to the most important stuff in life. Again, welcome to Marnie's Friends. Let's get going. Hey everybody, this is Marnie Swedberg and I welcome you to this edition of Marnie's Friends, which is for speaker speaker training. Our topic today is Steps to Getting the Yes, and our guest is Kathy Carlton Willis. During the next hour, you are going to discover why planners need so many touches before they'll book you, seven yes-getting techniques that work smart, not hard, how to trigger that mysterious ripple effect, how to create name recognition with your target audiences, how to prevent the frostbite of cold contacts by thawing out your connections, some strategies that work for the not-so-techie speaker, and how to increase exposure with your target audiences. Our guest today is Kathy Carlton Willis of kathycarltonwillis.com. Now, Kathy enjoys um, fiddling with words as a writer's coach and also a marketing pro at KCW Communications. She's been in the Christian literary industry since 2001 and coaches and writers through World Word Girl, which she co-founded. Kathy's published in multiple books, magazines, and online publications, and her speaker column can be read in Christian Communicator. She's here to share with us today the steps to getting a yes for speakers. Welcome to you, Kathy. Hi, Marnie. It's great to be with you. Well, it's so fun to have you, and I'm really excited about this topic um, we're we're recording this live right now in the middle of summer, which is the quietest time of year for speaker searches, but it's just starting to pick up right now again. And then the early early late summer, early fall is when it gets super busy um, with planners thinking about who they're going to invite to their fall events or even all the way into the next year. And it's such a great time for us to spend a little bit of time talking to speakers about how to get yes answers because there's all kinds of all kinds of events being planned at this time of year coming right up right now. Kathy, as you um, share this stuff with us, how, how did you learn these things? Like where did you get the information that you're going to be sharing? Well, twofold. One, I'm a marketer, so I study what it means to get the word out so that people respond in the way you hope they respond. But the other reason is because I'm also an event planner. My husband is a pastor, and so we do book speakers into our ministries. And so I've seen it from both sides, what I'm looking for as an event planner, and then also as a speaker, how do I market things. So I think that makes for a great mix. Awesome. Yeah, and that's actually that's actually my background, too, is being on both sides. And it really does make a huge difference to the picture. So let's go ahead and dive right in then. And your first point that you wanted to make was that it takes a lot of touches before a speaker will book or before a planner will book a speaker. So maybe just address that for a few minutes. Well, you know that one of the basic marketing principles is that it takes seven touches, which means making an impression on a potential consumer seven times before they pull the trigger and buy the product. Well, it's no different for people that are planning events, they need to hear about a person, a speaker, multiple times because they're not, it's not really something that is um, just something they do off the cuff. They really need to think about it, pray about it, study it, research it, 
And so it, it does take quite a few times. And most of us as speakers, the last thing we want to do is hound someone to get a booking. And so it's very awkward for us to figure out ways to get that seven touches in without coming across as um, just being very pushy. So that's why I wanted to cover these seven different ways to be able to get that done. I love that. I was just having this conversation over the weekend with a gal who said, who actually finds speakers at womenspeakers.com? You know, because she was curious, you know, what the market was for speakers at a directory like that. And I said, honestly, the number one way that people find a speaker is that they've heard you speak themselves and they loved what they heard or they know you personally and want to hear you speak or they have some other person who knows you or has heard you speak and they invite you. And then if they run out of those, that's when they go to a place like womenspeakers.com because really honestly what you said is so true. They really uh, want to get the perfect speaker for their event. And if they already know you and love you, they're going to be much more likely to invite you than to invite a total stranger. So let's go ahead and talk about how we can get past that strangerness and into the friendship bin. Yes. Well, you know, I think that uh, the best thing is for us to be comfortable in the techniques that we're using because they can tell whether we're feeling comfortable in, in the ways we're reaching out to them or not. And so I will give some of the seven best ways to do it because uh, I'm looking for ways that don't cost a lot of money and don't take a lot of time but still have a good impact on the event planner. But if some of these do not work out for the speaker that's listening to this, I really encourage them to make their own marketing strategy based on their personality, their resources, and that sort of thing. So this also is an opportunity for them to brainstorm. If these seven don't work, think of some other ways that will work for them. So we want it to be very comfortable. And and the first one – go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's okay. Um, I was thinking about – my definition of busy, B-U-S-Y, is best unique strategies for you. And it always comes back to this. If it's not really authentically you, no matter how great of a strategy it would be for somebody else, it won't work for you. So it is true that it's so important to analyze these. Don't just take them and run with it, but just think, is that really me? Am I comfortable doing that? Does that sound like my voice, my person? Yeah, so go ahead and dive in. That's great. Well, the first one is probably the one I've been doing the most training in, Uh, to help other people, and that's social networking. And it's funny because when I talk to speakers and writers, their biggest fear with social networking is that it will suck too much time out of their day and they will just go down into the rabbit hole and not show up again. So, you know, I want people to be encouraged to know that they can do this in a way that will still give them time to do everything else they have to do, Uh, but to be strategic about it. And the best way to do that is to focus on three C words. The first one is contacts, and that's building the the friends or followers that you have depending on which social networking you're using. Obviously, if the same people have heard you this year on social networking that heard you last year, you're not really making any bigger influence than you would have had before. So it makes sense that you're going to have to keep building that 
uh, tribe, some people call it, or following, and that people group. And make sure it's not just people who do what you do because uh, obviously we're needing to make sure that we're touching base with our target audience. So whatever that person that's a speaker, whoever their target audience is, they need to be building their connections on social networking with that people group. For me, I speak mostly to women's ministries, and so I make sure that I'm talking to a lot of pastors' wives, women's ministry leaders, Bible study facilitators, that sort of thing. I also do corporate events, so I make sure that I get in people that are looking for motivational speakers. So think about it. Who are you hoping to connect with? And make sure that's who you're growing your connections, your contacts with on social networking. Uh, Facebook and Twitter are great. Pinterest is great. Instagram is also good. So, you know, definitely concentrate on one and get a good handle on it before you feel like you have to spread yourself too thin with more than one. While you're growing your contacts, also make sure your content, that's the second C, is value added to the person that's looking you up on that, whether it's Facebook or Twitter. It needs to be content that engages them, that gives them a chance to have an aha moment. And really what we're hoping they will do is that they like it so much they will share it because that's when you start to develop that ripple effect and you impact an audience other than your own audience because they're sharing it with their circle of influence. So make sure that you're developing good content. A lot of times for speakers, that's pretty easy because all we need to do is look at our speaking messages and pull out those those poignant messages we have in the notes, those pull quotes that just really have a good punch or show your passion. Those can be boiled down to very short statements that make great content. And then the third C is connections. And that's because I don't want you to just blow the numbers because it's not a numbers game. It's really more are you connecting with the people you are engaging with? Are they really impacted by what you're saying? And are they interacting back with you? One way I know that is when they write me back and ask if I will pray for them about something or they ask a question about something or maybe I ask a question and they answer it. So are you having those good connections, those interactions that show that you truly are networking? And that, that's really important to do with your social networking. So um, that's your number one way is social networking. And if that's awkward for anyone that's out there, maybe figure out a way that works for you. I say a lot of people need to do social networking like they show up at a party. All of us have different ways that because of our personality types that we show up at a party. And so we shouldn't expect everyone to do social networking the same way either. Uh, so give yourself permission to do it the way that you would actually engage in socialization with other people. And then the last yeah. thing for social networking oh, go ahead. Yeah. is to provide links because you really, if you can't get them off of Twitter or Facebook, it's not going to really get them connecting with you. So make sure you're providing links to things like your website, maybe a YouTube video of you um, having a speaker demo, different things where you're providing links that they'll click on. That will show that you're really engaging them at that next level. They're not just reading you, but they're following where you're sending them. That's so great. And there is so much that you can do with social networking, even in a few minutes. One of the books that are available at marty.com and the membership are, is uh, Sane, 
social networking success in 15 minutes a day, which just explains how to how to get in and get out and keep on going with your life, but still have a touch there um, every single day, and then you can tweak it from there. And I love, great, your three C's are awesome. Contact, content, and connections. That's so easy to remember and just so important. Let's go ahead and talk about the second of the seven yes-getting techniques. The second one is to gain more exposure, which is really what we need to do as speakers if they're weighing out whether to invite us or someone else, or if perhaps they haven't heard you in person, they need to really sort of vet you and make sure you are the authority on the the topic in which you speak. And so one way to do that, I know that not every speaker is a writer, but many of of us are, or we can learn to become one, is to write articles and have article placement uh, or guest blogger posts at different blog sites, not just our own, but uh, ideally it would be an article that we would provide for other blog hosts so that, again, we would be getting in front of their audiences and not just our own. And we usually recommend that you write an article that's no more than 400 words and that it's punctuated for the website's um, style. So maybe use a lot of numerical lists or bullet points, things that help people scroll down easily. But it helps them to engage with you something you can do for free, and it's something the other party can pick up for free. You don't necessarily get paid for it in money, but you'll get paid for it in bookings. And so I I would really recommend that people think about doing that. Really the only requirement would be to ask them to be sure to, to use the whole thing. You don't want them editing out something that's important to you and that they use the bio that you provide because that's where the person that's reading it will learn what you do and will get the link to your website to be able to go and see what you have to offer them. Uh, Again, you can use some of your speaker topics as great articles. They will tie in 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 wonderful ways, or it may just inspire maybe seven top ways that you can um, make it through the new year or, you know, something like that that's really punchy and we want them to be like it so much that they share it because we're still trying to make that ripple effect where we're getting out there in front of other people besides our own people group. So make sure that you're doing uh, writing if you if that's something that you're willing to do, and not just for blogs, but think outside of that. Think of things like church bulletin inserts, newsletter articles, anywhere that editors need content, we can provide something that's uplifting, motivational, a how-to piece. Whatever we're speaking on, we can be writing on those same topics. So I encourage people to consider that, you know, place those articles anywhere where people need words because they need content and we need readers. <laughs> That's so great. Well, this is Marnie Frederick. We're visiting today with Kathy Carlton Willis of kathycarltonwillis.com. We're going to come right back and talk about the other five yes-getting techniques and how to trigger the mysterious ripple effect. We'll be right back. WomenSpeakers.com is the largest online directory of Christian women speakers in the world, featuring over 1,700 women speakers from every experience level, denomination, and fee range, some near you. Visit WomenSpeakers.com to find the perfect speaker for your next event or to get training to be a speaker, author, or media personality. All training and connections occur online anytime you have time. Find a speaker, add a speaker, or become a speaker at www.womenspeakers.com. 
Do you lead a women's Bible study or know someone who does? Check out BibleStudyExpo.com. That's www.BibleStudyExpo.com. Here you'll meet the authors of the most recently released Bible study books for women. You'll meet Liz Curtis Higgs, Lisa Devere, Pam Farrell, Elisa Morgan, and dozens of other Bible study book authors. Each author is given 15 minutes to share the story behind her book, her ideal audience, and a little bit about the study's format so you can decide which Bible studies you want to introduce next. It's all available to you free and online at www.biblestudyexpo.com. That's www.biblestudyexpo.com. Hi, and welcome back. This is Marnie Swedberg. Our guest today, Kathy Carlton-Willis, is sharing with us steps to getting the yes just before a break. We were talking about social networking and gaining greater exposure. Kathy, let's go ahead and talk through the other five yes-getting techniques that work smart and not hard. Well, we're on number three, and that is to try to get interviews. A lot of times speakers don't realize it, but because they're passionate about a topic in which they're speaking, that same topic can provide great interviews for media, and they can be the go-to gal or go-to guy on that topic. They can be the authority. And so I encourage everyone to think about some of the ways that they could talk with media, maybe tie it into a breaking news type hook and create a press kit that could go to the surrounding media and those beyond, and be willing to branch out and do some interviews on the topics that you speak on. Uh, You can then load those media interviews on your website or maybe it will be on YouTube or you can even uh, refer people to the media site's uh, own page and they will have it archived there. So it's one more way to get exposure. They get to see how passionate you are on that topic and they also see that you're an authority figure on it because one thing with dealing with event planners is it's quite a sacrifice for them to give that podium to a speaker. They don't want to um, be embarrassed by who they bring in. They want to have uh, confidence that you're going to bring quality. And if you're doing interviews with media, that's just one more way they know that you are going to bring quality to the program. So be thinking about doing interviews. That's number three. And I'll go on to number four because it sort of ties in, and that's doing audio and video clips not necessarily with interviews, but also thinking about when you're out there speaking, making sure that you're getting those recorded so that you can load them to your own site and to other video and audio channels online. I even, uh, for one of my programs, I bartered where they had a videographer come, two cameras, lots of lighting, two mics, the whole works. I didn't have to pay a dime for that in exchange for doing some speaking for them that day. And that gave me what I needed to do, a demo tape, uh, to be able to send it to Focus on the Family uh, and to load it to YouTube. So it gave me a lot of of different ways that I could use that material. So I want to encourage everyone to be doing the recording of their audio and video when you are out there speaking so that people can uh, listen to that ahead of time. Again, very much like being a consumer, they want to try before they buy. If they have not heard you personally as a speaker, they need to hear you through a recorded video. So make sure that you're doing that. That's one more way you can get that yes when you're contacting them about speaking. So great. And what I love about these for the social media, the writing, media interviews, and the videos and audios is that 
is that you are actually able to really inspire and motivate and teach or whatever a huge number of people while you are doing your promotional work for your speaking ministry. I mean, everybody who listens to you, assuming that you have a good message, everybody who listens to you is being blessed by what you say. So while you're yeah, you're targeting for the event planners to be able to bring you into their group, you're really encouraging just a much greater audience and that's just that's just how God does everything, isn't it? He does he has one you know, he uses one thing for many things and that's that's what I love about working for God is that there's never just a, you know, arrow and one thing's out. It's just so many things get affected by everything we do. So these are just awesome. Okay, so let's go on to number five. Number five is cross promotion. And this is something that perhaps um doesn't make sense on the surface and that's giving exposure to other people who do what you do. But there is, you know, just something to be said for cross-promotion. As a a Christ follower, I love that the word cross Mm -hmm. is right there in the word because that's exactly what it is, is is providing a sacrificial way for someone else Mm. to have the light shine on them. But in return, if if it is exactly as God really designed this thing, which is very much like the golden rule, is that you're giving exposure to other people that would be considered your competitors but they will for you as well. So perhaps in your newsletters, you'll reach out to some of the competitors and ask them to write an article for it or see if they can uh, offer their books on your book table at a discount. Um, Maybe you can work out a mutually beneficial deal where you're exchanging product, articles, exposure, so that, um, again, you've got your people group, she's got her people group. All of a sudden now it's on the mailing list for both. You know, that just makes sense to me that that's going to work out to benefit both people. So be thinking about who you can cross-promote with. And don't worry about giving exposure to your competition because God's going to work all that out. And it's going to be more rewarding really anyway when you're shining the light on someone else. I just love it. And, of course, that is just, Oh, my heart. Over at womenspeakers.com, that's what we're doing all the time. You know, there's 1,800 speakers over there. Kathy, you're over there. There's all kinds of speakers that are available to planners. And people have asked me over the years, why should I be here? Because there's too many. 1,800 is too many speakers. But if you think about how many cities there are in the United States, and let's just say, for example, um, the the city of Los Angeles only has like three speakers listed. (laughs) You know, I mean... There's got to be hundreds of speakers in Los Angeles alone, you know. So it's not like there's too many. Uh, When God put it in my heart, the vision was for 10,000 speakers, Christian women speakers, which is just astounding when you think how many women he has out there speaking. So don't ever worry that there's not enough engagements and there's too many speakers. That's just not the case. God is moving women all around all the time to fill his vacancies and it's so true that there's plenty of work. So don't don't That's get stingy right. and selfish. I love the way that you said that cross promotion even has the word cross in it. I just love that. That's so beautiful. Okay, what's number six? <laughs> Number six is to work on your newsletter subscriptions. And I'll be honest, that's something that I have just, I have worked on newsletters for my clients for years. But now I'm sort of branching out and doing more of my own thing. And so I'm having to build my newsletter 
subscription list from scratch because just because they consented to be on someone else's list doesn't mean you can use that contact information. Uh, Integrity says they need to sign up for it. So uh, I make sure at every event that I'm speaking at, I don't just have a list where they sign up. I have actual uh, cards for them to sign up because I have found that people don't want to stay but maybe 10 minutes after an event and then they're ready to go on to the next thing. So if they're having to wait in line to sign up for your newsletter list, they probably won't do it. But if everyone can sign up at the same time, when you pull out that card and say, okay, everyone, pull out your cards, this is the time where you can sign up so I can, um, I don't want ministry to end today. We just got started. And so I really want to be able to be in touch with you. I promise I won't hound you. But I'm so excited about what God is doing in this ministry. I'd love to share it with you. So sign up for that. And you've got those cards. Everyone does it at once. That's about the best way you're going to get that subscription when you're at an event. But also be getting your subscriptions at your website. Have a way on the front page. And I always say uh, the old journalism term used to be above the fold. Well, now in the website speak, I think it ought to be called above the scroll. (laughs) It's before they have to scroll down. They need to be able to see a place where they can sign up for your newsletter and give them an incentive for that. I have a PDF downloadable document on a popular topic that I wrote that I share with them if they sign up for my newsletter. So that's something that you could be able to do. Again, it doesn't cost any money for you to do that, and it gives them a reason why they should sign up. And then, you know, after that, you can decide if you want your newsletter to be printed and mailed or if you want it to be sent via email using an e-blast server, which is what I do. There's so many different ways that you can do this. But make sure that you're doing a newsletter because uh, I also on the newsletter have all those share buttons so that when it goes to someone's email box, if they like something I put in there, they will share it with the same people I'm looking for, event planners, Bible study leaders, women's ministry leaders, pastors, wives, that sort of circuit for where I'm speaking at right now. Uh, So make sure it's shareable, too, if you have a newsletter. So number six six is to work on those newsletter subscriptions so that you're growing that. Great. And let's go ahead to seven. Number seven is to increase your website traffic. A lot of us have websites, and we do things uh, to try to make it look as nice, spruce it up as nice as we can, but we really need to focus on on knowing that most event planners will check us out on our website often before they ever call us, and it needs to see... They need to see the quality that they are looking for so that they can invite us to their event. And we need to increase website traffic there so that it shows up higher in the the search engine results if they type in something that has to do with what we speak on. And so make sure that you're adding to your website frequently enough that it will refresh and show up higher on that Google search engine or whatever search engine they're using. Uh, you might load, I always say just load a Twitter or a Facebook widget on your face, on your um, website because every time you social network, it looks like a new update on your website. And so that's a fast way if you don't have time to update your website to get it to show up a little higher on that search engine. So work on getting some website traffic there. Um, The more you do, the more you're getting exposure. Sometimes we forget the simplest things. For instance, when we email people, 
when we sign our name, is there a place under that where you can have a signature line? I Half the emails I get do not have that person's website address, and it needs to be there because it's very possible, I'm curious enough, that I will go there and check them out. So make sure you're using everything at your disposal to get the word out about what you're doing because if God has called you to do it, he's called you to do it well, and he's called you to do it with all your heart. And so if there are things we can be doing that don't take any more time or money, these are the things that we can be doing to get the word out. That's so great. Well, this is Marty Weber. We're visiting today with Kathy Carlton Willis. That's the name of her website as well. Kathy with a K, Carlton with a C, Willis.com. And we're going to come right back and talk about how to trigger the mysterious ripple effect and how to create name recognition with your target audiences. We'll be right back. Christian Women's Events. At womensevents.info, you can find events to attend. Learn how to plan amazing events for your group or publicize your own upcoming Christian women's events. It's all available to you at womensevents.info. Just click your state to find all the major women's events coming to your area or type in the month and year you'd like to attend an event to see all your options nationwide. It's that easy. If you want to promote an event, just click Add Event. Event publicity is available on a per-event basis or free to members. Finally, if you want to learn how to host awesome events, retreats, and well-attended conferences, click Event Planner Training. Once again, it's available a la carte or included in the membership. It's all online and here for you 24-7 anytime you have time at womensevents.info. That's www.womensevents.info. Money troubles got you down? Visit www.godlywealth.com to discover the fastest way to financial peace. You'll gain perspective, biblical training, and clear direction to help you move from terrified to triumphant. It's all free and available to you online at www.godlywealth.com. Not only will you learn a balanced, godly perspective about money, but you'll also enjoy scripture set to music, a wealth roster worksheet, and much more, all free and online at www.godlywealth.com. That's www.godlywealth.com. Welcome back. This is Marnie Swedberg, and we're talking today about steps to getting yes and speaker training. And uh invite you to visit womenspeakers.com and check out that site, uh, Kathy Carlton Willis. Today our guest is part of that site as well as you can visit her at her own website, KathyCarltonWillis.com. Kathy, let's go ahead and talk about that ripple effect. And you know, I mean, that's what we all dream of, right, is that we can we can start a domino effect and have it really um, go farther than we could possibly do if we had to make every connection one by one. So let's just talk about that and how to get that going. Well, you know, we obviously realize the value of it because each time it's shared with a different people group, we have a we're we're just in front of a new audience than we, we have ourselves. So it makes sense that we want it to happen, but it's just one of those mysterious things. We never know what's going to make it topple over into something that we call viral, uh, going viral. And so there are just a few things you can do to make sure that's happening. One is to make sure that you're following people that have a bigger 
um, contact list than you have. If you only follow people with fewer names than you already have, it's not really going to create a bigger splash. So make sure that you're following people that, that have a bigger following. Um, right now, I've been building mine, and um, I have about 25,000. And I, I love being able to give the word out to people that have fewer um, followers than me because I know that I have a bigger audience and it's just a way that I can kind of pay it forward. Uh, so make sure that you're doing that. Make sure that you're um, adding people to your list and engaging them in a way that makes them want to share whatever you have posted that day. One thing that's really uh, working well right now are those graphic quotes. And, um, you know, it looks like a picture. It's a JPEG, but it has mm -hmm. – usually it's an original quote that you have said because that gives you the most clout, really, as if it's your own quote and not just a famous person's quote. Um, I'm using a program called PixTeller, P-I-X-T-E-L-L-E-R, but there are plenty of good ones out there. There's another one called Canva, C-A-N-V-A, uh, they have royalty-free photos already loaded. They have uh, so many different fonts, different sizes, different styles. And so it really takes the guesswork out of making one of those graphic quotes. All I do is add my quote, my name, my website address, because, again, we want to make sure they get to our website so they find out we're a speaker and we're, we've got these great programs ready to go for them. So think about that. Think of a way that you could create a graphic quote, perhaps design one for every program you speak on um, so that every topic you have has its own graphic quote. If you write books too, you could pull out some quotes from the book. Make it quippy because that's what's shareable. It, maybe it gives them that aha moment. Maybe it's funny. Um, maybe it's transparent and you know honest and kind of gritty even. It shows uh, the real us rather than that polished, perfect um, person that none of us really are. Uh, something like that's going to make it more shareable and have that ripple effect. And again, be willing to do the sharing on your end as well. Don't expect that people will constantly be sharing your work if you haven't done um, the same kindness in return by sharing what other people are saying. I, I sign up for quite a few different blogs and read them in my email box. And all I have to do in the morning when I'm getting ready to social network is see something that has blessed me that day that someone else has written. A lot of times they have a graphic with it that I'll share and a link to that um, devotion or article. And then I make sure that I um, add their name so that they know I've done that and given them exposure. And we actually develop sort of a nice connection that way. They know that, that I'm not just in it to get exposure, but I'm actually in it to make a difference. And, and if they've written something that I think will make a difference, I want to share that. So uh, one thing about making a ripple is be willing to make that ripple for other people too. I love that. And there's a couple of things I want to just uh, linger on for a few seconds here. First of all, that that uh, practice of giving back, of sharing other people, it really works in multiple ways. One thing is if the only thing you ever share is all about you, and that's all you ever share, that really is making a statement. I mean, people, it, it, it's louder than what you say. You know, I'm all about everybody else, but I never share any stuff. You know, so I mean, it's important <laughs> for you to, you know, it's important for you to actually, you know, walk the talk and actually do yes. 
share great content. And then that other thing is the great content. You know, this took me a long time, Kathy, to understand what it meant, what people meant when they said great content. You know, uh, people are always telling you, just make sure your content's great. Well, what does great content mean? And I've come to the definition that it means that the people who are in your target audience, the people who you want to really feel at home at your page, and so their friends would also probably feel at home at your page, those are the people when you put something out that's great content, they're going to go, I want that on my page too. Yes. And that's what great content is. And that's really different from a lot of the content we put out. A lot of the content yes. we put out and we think is great is very personal or very much for, you know, a few people, you know, whatever. And that's fine too. But just when you're thinking about great content, think about that content that other people will want to just instantly go share. And also to make sure that it is not about self. You know, so much of what I read sounds like an infomercial. I keep waiting for, but wait, there's more. You know, like the infomercial, (laughs) if it's a hard sell, that is not going to be shareable because it's not a real life thing. And one thing about social networking is it's it's different. It's just about everyday real life and making a difference as we do life together. And that's the kind of content we need to be sharing, not some sort of a slick advertisement and not something that's so personal that it's not share worthy. So somewhere in the middle there is that middle ground that's going to be something they want to pick up and share with their people too. You know, and it seems like the easy litmus test here is just to say, okay, if this had someone else's name on it, would I press share and have it on my page? You know, and unless it's your mom or something or your sister or your child, <laughs> you want to just go <laughs> that. But, but you really just want to take the self out of it and make this something that other people can share. And as you do that, it's just incredible how many more shares you will get. And of course, like you said earlier, you know, if God has put a message in your heart to get out, then believe it and act like it and go ahead and get it out there. And don't be ashamed of that and don't be shy. Right, that's right. Yeah. So let's talk about that name recognition for a little bit. It's interesting as we go into this, um, when I do a speaker speaker booking boot camps, one of the hardest things for speakers to get over is this self-promotion aspect of their job. Yeah, but it's just really no difference. You know, it's kind of like a mom needing to learn how to change a diaper. It might not be the most fun part or the part that you look forward to the most, but it's all part of the job. And getting your name out there, that is part of the job of being a public speaker. You cannot be a public speaker and hide. It doesn't work. <laughs> Well, you know, and it's really no different than a church sharing either its name or its address. It's just the vehicle that helps people find you. The name isn't about fame. It's just the way that they recognize who you are so that they can request what what you have to offer. And so it, it, it just really goes back to the old childhood hymn of this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. You know, And it goes mm-hmm. back to what we've been saying all yeah. hour. If God has given you that message, don't bury it. You've got to let it out there. And if they can't find you because you haven't been intentional with sharing your name through branding and through strategy, and and I'm not talking about manipulation. I'm just talking about being professional about it and not accidental. 
<laughs> you yeah. know? Well, it would and be not a hide. shame if the right. only way that they found out about you is that you accidentally dropped your name somewhere. I mean, you have to be intentional with that. And and branding does help with that. If If anyone that's listening hasn't thought about branding their message or their program or ministry or speaking business, that really could be the number one way that they get name recognition, that people will, uh, it will trigger a way that they remember your name, just like products have jingles or logos or advertising. It's just a way that it helps people remember your name better. And it's again, it's not for fame. It's just so that they can find you, so that they can request you to come to their event. I just love, you know, the, the topic of names. Uh, I remember hearing Joyce Meyer talk about her name, and her name really isn't Joyce. Her first name is a different name. But ever since she was tiny, they called her Joyce, and Joyce actually means little preacher. And how she uh-huh. thought that was so funny because they had no idea they were naming her what God knew she would be, you know. And my name is Marnie Joy. But I found that in the Hebrew, Marnie is even translated joyful. So my name means joyful joy, which is just incredible uh-huh. to me. And how cool it is that God gives us these names. And, again, it says, I love your little light. Let it shine. You know, it's, it's just your little name. It's okay. It's just your precious little name that God gave you. And he wants you to get it out there so people can know how to hear the rest of the message that he's put inside of you. So when we talk about creating name recognition, do you have a recognition? Do you have a couple tips for us? Well, I think that uh, the best way is to be consistent in all of your packaging, in all of your literature, so that it looks the same all the time. Because it's that consistency that helps that um, memory take place where they remember your name. And so whether it's your logo, whether it's the material you mail out, your website, even your email, anything that has your impression or your, um, your touch on it, if it's consistent, it will really help them to remember it better, and that's what branding will help you do. Um, some people think of branding as a tagline, and a tagline is great, but it's not the whole thing. Branding is just basically that that intentional impression that you're making on someone. And and the, the truth is, if we don't make it intentionally, we're still making it an impression. It's just we're making it accidentally, because they're going to pick up a first impression on it on us, whether we mean to or not. So we might as well make it intentional. Make it intentional, easy to remember, and um, that's something that they can, their brain can get around and hang on to. Well, this is Marnie Sledberg visiting today with Kathy Carlton Willis. We're going to come right back and talk about how to prevent the frostbite of cold contacts by thawing out your connections. We'll be right back. What's your next step? Are you tired of scouring the internet to find the training you need to take you from where you are today to where you want to be? Stop searching and start moving towards your goals with over 150 targeted training modules available to you at Marnie.com. You can learn how to speak, how to write, how to get published, how to get media coverage, and so much more. All available at Marnie.com. That's M-A-R-N-I-E.com. Are you enjoying every single bite eating with God? If not, visit www.eatingwithgod.com. That's eatingwithgod.com. Discover the easiest, most enjoyable way to move from where you are with food today to where God wants you to be in his perfect time and way. There are free daily bite recordings available to you at www.eatingwithgod.com 
or you can purchase the entire set of Daily Bite, 31 individual daily MP3 words of encouragement, plus the book, Gasping for Grace, 31 Daily Devotionals for Discouraged Dieters. To start moving toward your God-given ideal weight, visit www.eatingwithgod.com. That's www.eatingwithgod.com. Welcome back. This is Marnie. Our topic today, speaker training, steps to getting the yes. And our guest today, Kathy Carlton Willison. You saw Kathy with a K and Carlton with a C and then Willis, W-I-L-L-I-S, Kathy Carlton com. Kathy, this has been so great. Boy, we have 15 minutes left and I just want to hear every word you have to say. So let's talk about preventing the frostbite of cold contacts by thawing out your connections. I think there is nothing worse than just doing cold calling. Well, of course, there's things worse than that. But it is uncomfortable and it's kind of going away, isn't it? It really is. And if you ask any person that's looking for speaker bookings, the thing they dread the most is having to do that phone call to to get the yes. I mean, that really is the hardest part. We just hope people will magically call us out of the blue and we can say, oh, yes, my calendar's free, but it just doesn't work that way. Sometimes we have got to put in the time and the effort and make those contacts. And I don't like it any more than anyone else does. And it's not so much the fear of them saying no as it is just putting them on the spot. And so if we can think about every reason why we hate those cold calls and what we don't like about them, all we have to do, obviously, is to make sure we're not using those kinds of sales tactics when we make those calls or those contacts. My favorite way, though, to make sure that I'm I'm not even ever at a place where I'm making a cold call is to at least make a warm call. <laughs> and what I mean by that is this. If I'm sending out a newsletter, I use an eblast server where I can track who opens that that newsletter. And if I send out a specific mailer about say I have a new program that that I'm getting ready to promote, like when when I have a book come out, um I always have a speaker's program that goes with it. So I'll do a mailer and I can check and see who opened that mailer. Well, it makes sense to me that when I'm making phone calls, I don't call everyone on that mailing list. Number one, I don't have time. But number two, uh, we all know that the open rate is something like 30 35%. The rest of them don't open our emails that day because they have other things that go on and they delete it unread. Don't call the people that haven't opened the email because that is a cold call because they have no idea why you're calling. But if I call the one that I have tracked through my eBlast server that says they opened the mailer I sent out, then my first thing I can say when I engage in conversation with them is I just sent out the mailer and I noticed that you opened it and I'm calling to follow up to see if you have any questions. And start talking to them about what their needs are rather than what your needs are. I usually make sure they know that I'm also an event planner. And most of us have two or three big events a year that we need to fill. And if there's a way that I can provide a program that will fill one of those needs, then that's that's the way I bridge into talking about booking. And so I usually ask them what events they have coming up, who they have coming in, um, if they have any openings with the events they have coming up. 
So find ways to make conversation, make it about them, and make it about ways you can help them rather than um, sounding desperate and like you're um, getting ready to ask them out on a date or something. You know, make it warm, make it friendly, make it value added. And the best way to do that is to only be talking to those that just open that mailer from you. To me, that just, it makes sense because it's fresh on their mind and it won't be so awkward for anyone on either side of that phone call. I love it. That is great, great advice. And you also had some strategies for um, speakers who aren't so tech savvy. Well, and I put that in there because uh, when I first started out, that was probably my biggest because the people that I follow that do what I want to do, it always seems like they have these great advantages and skills that I don't have. And one of the easiest ways we can try to cop out is by saying, well, I'm too this or I'm too that. I call those the terrible twos. We we get caught up in this comparison trap, and it causes us to be trapped where we can't do anything. And so what I try to do is figure out what your giftings are. And so for those of you that are out there and you're like me and you're not so techy and you hear about all the people that are using these great programs, don't worry about that because it's still the same old thing that our mothers did when they hung up the laundry on Mondays. If you think about it, the reason why they did it on Mondays is because that way they knew all the gals would be outside at the same time and they wanted to talk over the fence to each other. <laughs> it's the same thing they did then is what we do that now, and that is word of mouth. It's the same thing. And so you don't have to use all these technical abilities. But one thing you can do is what I mentioned earlier is bartering services. Maybe you can barter something that you do well with someone else that has a skill set that you don't have. I recently had a need for a website designer and someone bartered services with me on that. So be thinking about maybe something that you could trade off with someone else. And another thing is to build sort of an impact team because you don't need to be doing this whole thing yourself anyway. There will be people that want to come alongside of you and invest in your your ministry by being there with you. It's always easier for someone else to make that phone call to break the ice about the bookings. If you can get someone that's willing to do that for you, that's a big thing. But maybe they have the ability to design that newsletter for you. Maybe that's something that is just too technical for you to figure out. Um, Maybe it's that website. Whatever it might be, don't be afraid to, to ask for help and reach out for help, but also to simplify what others are doing and Come up with your own way of doing it that works for you. Um, I just really want people to customize what they're doing based on their own skill set because I really think that's how it's going to work the best for them. And they'll be able to do it for the long haul that way. Kathy, that is so great. You know, if somebody goes over to your website at Kathy Carlton Willis, what are they going to find over there? Well, they're going to see my speaker page where I talk about the different programs that I have to offer. They're going to see my book page um, with the different um, books that I have coming out. And what I really hope they see, though, is that they see my heartbeat. I hope they see my passion. And if they feel like they have gotten to know me by being at my website, that will be really the number one goal that I have. Hmm. And there is something for free that they can get over there too, right? 
That's right. If they sign up for my newsletter, I have a downloadable. You know, just like I taught today, um, I have a PDF that I send out, and um, I always change that up a little depending on what program I'm working on at the time. So right now, it has to do with my Grin with Grace book, but you know, depending on when people sign up, it might be a different downloadable. Is today the release day for Grin for Grace? Well, it says that on the page, but it really wasn't. It was last month. Um, oh, but, um, yeah. I'm like, oh my goodness! I, know, I thought little, that had been out for a little while. <laughs> I know. I I don't know what happened with that. There's like a little glitch where every day it's like a it's like Groundhog Day. It, it comes up again. I don't know why. <laughs> I love it. That's hilarious. That's great. That's great. Well, you guys do want to check out Grin with Grace too. Maybe just tell us um, a little bit about what that book's about. That's your most recent book. It is, and it's really my go-to phrase uh, when people are cornering me mm-hmm. into a situation where it's just hard for me to deal with. I always just say that I need to grin with grace, and it's really gotten me through a lot of different life circumstances. And I studied the word grace in Scripture, and just it's all about that word study, and I share a lot of stories in there. So um, I've been excited about it. It's been neat to see how God's used it. That's awesome. Well, let's go ahead and and close here with how to increase exposure with your target audiences. And, you know, that, again, is you have to first think who are your target audiences and be willing to share your passion with that audience. And the main way you do that is to hang out where they hang out. Figure out what pages they're on online, what groups they're in. Be sure you're in the same spots they are. I just... Boil it down to do life with them. Don't expect to hit them up for a yes if you haven't been rubbing shoulders with them all along. You know, so you you just need to be where they are and isolate where they are. We tend to hang out with people like us. If we're a speaker, we hang out with speakers. If we're writers, we hang out with writers. We really need to be hanging out with the people that need our programs and finding out what they're looking for and making sure we're implementing that in our programs too Um, and just doing life with them because they're going to want to consult you if they've already been there with you that whole year, maybe sharing prayer requests or maybe they've gotten excited about a book you've released and they've seen you get excited about that. You know, so don't just wait for that big news to hit them up, but do everyday life with them. That's the number one thing. Mm, that's great. And, of course, if you are in front of live audiences, it's also a great time to really connect with them and to carry that forward. I love the phrase that you used earlier in this program. Um, I don't want uh, ministry to end today. We've just, we're just getting started. And I love that to take the opportunity for when you're in front of a live group to make sure that that goes on as well from there. Um, Kathy, we're nearing the end of the hour here. Do you have any final thoughts or possibly a, a favorite verse that you have for life that you want to share? Well, I just, it really does still go back to that, this little light of mine, because it is probably mm-hmm. the number one thing that I hear is that people are so afraid to promote themselves. And they use the Bible mm-hmm. verse that says, let another praise you and not your own lips. But there are so many other scriptures that show how God does marketing and sharing the gospel is so much like marketing because it is that word of mouth. And and mm-hmm. so I just want to encourage people to be willing to get the word out because 
it's something that God has planted that seed in you, and he expects for it to grow. He doesn't want you to bury it. And and I just hope that people are encouraged to figure out the best way to do it that fits with their abilities and their heart, their personality, and that they will be excited about doing it because it's really that excitement that is what causes that ripple effect. People can tell if you're excited about what you get to do every day. And you also have another book called Speaker to Speaker, The Essential Speaker's Companion. What's that book about? That book is coming out August 1st with Next Step Books. And, in fact, today's program is one of the chapters in the book, and it's basically a how-to book for speakers. Every chapter has a different step of of what you need to be doing um, to get the word out or to learn different kinds of speaking. It's a toolkit of all the various resources that you need. Uh, I'm really excited about it. I just got the review copy, and the cover's beautiful. I I love what they've done with it. Good, good, good. Well, you guys can find out more about this over at Kathy's website, which is Kathy Carlton Willis. Again, her name is Kathy with a K, Carlton with a C, and then Willis, W-I-L-L-I-S dot com. Kathy, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. It was a real blast. I can tell we have a lot of the same heart passions. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, first of all, we both love speaking. We are event planners, and we love speakers. Yes, And then, of course, when you put God in the center of all of that, that makes a perfect blend. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you all for being here. You can't have a radio show without listeners, so we're so delighted when you guys come out and share the hour with us every week. And whether you're listening live at Blog Talk Radio, listening to one of the syndicates, or to iTunes or to the archives later, uh, over at Marnie.com, we welcome you and thank you so much for your partnership and participation. Hope that you'll join us again next time. Have a great day. Bye-bye.